Now, in news that made headlines across the country, the trial of the man accused of raping former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins has been delayed. ACT Supreme Court Chief Justice Lucy McCallum announced yesterday the legal landscape around the trial had changed in light of comments made by renowned journalist Lisa Wilkinson in an acceptance speech at the Logies. Now, we have to be careful here, so I won't go into exactly what she said. But the decision to delay boiled down to Wilkinson's comments bringing an intense wave of attention to the case via traditional and social media days before the trial was set to begin. So what I want to know is, what are the rules around a case of this magnitude when it comes to commentary? And is there a right way to go about these things? So hopefully help me with that answer. I'm joined now by the former Queensland Law Society president, criminal lawyer and director at Potts Lawyers, Bill Potts. Bill, great to have you back on the show. Thanks, Scott, and good afternoon to the listeners. Now, with a case like this, Bill, that has garnered so much attention, the legal waters really are murky around commentary like Lisa Wilkinson's, aren't they? They are, uh, and of course, uh, we've seen in many, many cases over the years, uh, investigations, uh, committal hearings, uh, newspaper articles, even people producing programs on television, which eventually leads to people being charged. And, of course, the question that is asked is, well, if there's been a lot of public discussion and uh, details produced uh, in these things and through podcasts and the like, how can a person get a fair trial? And the answer to these things is uh, essentially what they call proximity. Uh, Many years ago, many of the listeners will remember that uh, the then... uh, Police Commissioner Terry Lewis in Queensland uh, was the subject of, I think, something over 170 adverse headlines in the Courier-Mail and other newspapers at the time um, for corruption. So effectively, to hold uh, you know, people realise that uh, as gravity held you to, to the ground, uh, so did the belief that Mr Lewis was guilty. And the theory is, is that in that particular case, a court, uh, a judge was able to address a jury and say to them, only take into account the facts uh, and the evidence which is produced in court and ignore everything else you've heard. So where there's been uh, a delay in the publicity or at least a break from that, the theory is that it's easier for a jury to distinguish between that evidence which is produced in court and uh, other uh, extraneous material which may affect their judgments. All right, so I guess if you look at that Lewis case and other cases out there, then it doesn't mean there can't be uh, media coverage or even commentary about a case in the media or uh, leading up to it, but the issue seems to be how close that commentary is to a trial taking place. And that's the case. In this particular case, and again, uh, I, I heed your commentary, I won't go into the details of what was said, but a very famous journalist uh, in a uh, broadcast which went out across the nation, which was watched by uh, certainly uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, and also which attracted something like 800,000 comments uh, in uh, in tweets uh, in the Twitterverse. Um, it was said in that particular case because of the proximity, because of her uh, particular standing and uh, the commentary that was made that a jury, uh, even properly instructed as to law, may well form views as to the either the credibility or uh, the reliability uh, of the uh, the evidence that they were to hear. And in those circumstances, the court literally had, even through gritted teeth, as the uh, Chief Justice said, 
had no choice but to adjourn it. So, in essence, uh, the question is, uh, should we, uh, as a public or as a journalist, comment in such a way that affects a, uh, a trial? And the answer clearly comes down on the side of no. All right. Well, and you mentioned the Lewis case as a good example. Is so many headlines over such an extended period of time, but still there was a trial. But potentially, could ongoing commentary see a trial aborted? In theory, uh, yes, it is possible if a person can never get a fair trial uh, for a matter to be stayed permanently, and that denies justice both to the complainant. Uh, as well as to the defendant, because the uh, the claims, the uh, evidence was not tested in a court, and a cloud would hang uh, over them for the rest of their lives. But um, the simple truth is this, is the courts uh, are often well able to direct juries as to what the, the admissible evidence is, and juries are directed in the strongest possible terms not to make their own inquiries, not to... Uh, look up social media or, or Wikipedia or any of the other sources which are available. And most jurors uh, doing their job properly know that that's the fair thing to do. Um, juries are the best form of democracy in action. If people chosen at random from the electoral roll come to judge their fellow citizen. And gen- generally, juries take their job very seriously. But... Where there is a danger that uh, because of the ubiquitous, uh, you know, the widespread nature of the publicity that they may be influenced, uh, then the courts have to err on the side of justice always. All right. And well, clearly the decision to, to stay this trial was due to start on Monday uh, was because of the speech given by Lisa Wilkinson and the coverage given to that speech. What are the possible ramifications for that for Lisa Wilkinson then? Uh, in theory, uh, uh, the court uh, may be so concerned that uh, she has uh, interfered with the course of justice uh, that they may uh, call her before the court to explain why she should not be dealt with either for contempt of court uh, or essentially an offence called subjudice, uh, that is effectively uh, changing or at least influencing uh, a court's uh, capacity to do justice. The reality is, uh, I think that's highly unlikely. The reason being is that often people, well-meaning, um, trying to uh, uh, effectively inform the public uh, and to perhaps, in this case, celebrate uh, a particular thing, uh, may uh, influence uh, uh, a, a court. So I think the Chief Justice, in this particular case of the ACT, uh, again, with some regret, uh, was concerned uh, that she should have, in fact, made a suppression order, that is, to uh, stop uh, this type of publicity, and uh, that was not the case. Generally, the courts trust the media to do their job properly, but in some cases, even with uh, well-intentioned people, uh, that's not so. All right, then, Bill Potts, appreciate you joining us on Drive this afternoon. Anytime.